Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. You are listening to season four, episode, what episode number are we? I think we're seven now. Four, five, six, seven. We are, correct? Episode seven. And we're going to be diving into a topic today that someone's actually asked us for. So one of you amazing listeners reached out to us and said, hey, I'm a bit of a social introvert, I'm a little bit socially anxious and shy, and I really struggle to be around groups of people. I find I'm drained, I find I'm exhausted afterwards, I find I don't really enjoy the experience, but it's something I want to enjoy more and I want to get better at. And I thought this was a fantastic topic, so we're going to dive into it today. And I'm actually very, very grateful to be joined by a very special guest to give his insights to this topic as well. And that will be revealed very, very shortly. But for now, let's jump straight into the episode. Okay, and welcome to the show. And thank you, first and foremost, to our amazing listener who reached out with this topic and with this suggestion. I think it's a really powerful one. So powerful, in fact, that I actually invited a friend along to help out with this uh, topic because I know it's something that he's experienced himself, worked for himself, and has some really cool personal lived experience and insight into. But before he shares that insight, let me throw across to him so he can reveal the secret mystery guest behind the the giant curtain, the, the Wizard of Oz behind the... <laughs> The Emerald Curtain. It's me. Hello. It's and Josh me? from BU. <laughs> what does Josh from BU do? Why are you here? Um, so Declan basically pointed at me this morning. I was sitting across from him and said, you, you come over here, record this with me. Come sit with me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Josh from BU. I'm head of systems and strategy. Essentially, I make sure that yeah, all the logistical stuff at BU is um, running smoothly. Everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, everything's being automated so that we um, are freed up for, yeah, new things down the line. A lot a lot goes into my job. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And what else do you do that's quite uh, exciting in terms of something we do together? Oh, yeah, we also run the, uh, the Invested Impact Co podcast, Working Well. Yeah. Yes. yes. So Working Well is our new podcast on workplace culture, teams, leadership development, um, which is a fantastic show. If you haven't gone and checked it out yet, make sure you do so. But of course, today I asked you to be on this show for the purpose of sharing a bit of your insight and experience. Yeah, not just because um, I'm a genius. Well, not just because of that, but I think over, I've seen your personal growth journey and your mm. happiness journey over the last couple of years. And there's been a few amazing sort of breakthroughs and realizations, stepping stones, but I know one of them was you stopped calling yourself exclusively an introvert yes and you stopped referring to yourself as like being drained by people and talk, talk to me about that and where that came from what that sort of shift was about yeah well i think the first thing that i kind of need to um bring up is that idea of like uh, binary identities you know mm. what i mean of like i am introverted or i am extroverted and there's when, nothing in the middle exactly where really it is more of a sliding scale at least in my experience and at the same time, um, I don't think those identities are ever fixed. Mm. Definitely in my experience, because I was one way. I would I would say that in my past I was heavily introverted, where I would go to even small social gatherings, and yeah, quite quickly I'd be really craving my safe space. Yeah, because it would be too much. Um, it wasn't in terms of stimulus. At the time, I wasn't really aware. It was a lot of internal dialogue that was draining me, but we'll get into that, I suppose, as I 
reveal what I went through. But yeah, I just always felt like it was too much being in those kind of situations. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned it wasn't so much the external stimulus as much as the internal dialogue. We've just done an episode on this show about ownership and responsibility mm. for our emotional states and yes. for our happiness. And this plays so nicely into this. So often people go, well, I'm drained by social environments, which is A, in and of itself a generalization. It's like all social environments all the time. Like yeah. this is a big statement to make. It's probably not accurate. But even then, to put the onus on, well, it's the people that are making me feel trained mm-hmm. rather than in reality, it's probably our response to that situation that's leading us to feel trained. And I think this is one of the early realizations I had because it's like, okay, I go to a barbecue with my family and I feel great. I'm very open and kind of out there and I make a lot of jokes and people love me at those events. And then my past self would go to a new environment with new people that are maybe peers, so my age, similar demographic, and all of a sudden that vibrant, you know, joking guy doesn't exist anymore. So if it was the fact that external stimulus was kind of the cause, obviously contextually, it doesn't really fit that scenario. So that was one of the the early indicators where it was like, what is going on? Mm. Why is it that I'm one way with some people and another way with others? Mm. And I felt like kind of I wasn't really, the the, the realisation was I'm not being really true to myself. Mm. I'm not being authentic in some situations. Yeah. And that kind of made me a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big realization to have to, we talk obviously about you all about putting down the mask. Yes. And not playing roles in our lives. Yes. I think a lot of the time when people are drained by social situations, I know in in hindsight, you know, I was the the king at being perceived as an extrovert. (laughs) But after I'd have almost this massive high from being Mm. around people because I'd be getting validation. I'd be, you know what I mean? All the things I wasn't giving myself. And I'd get home and have this massive crash afterwards, this Mm. huge slump. That doesn't happen as much anymore and in reflection it was because I'd spent all that time holding up a mask and playing a facade and being what other people wanted me to be rather than just being true to myself. Yes. And that can be a tough thing to sort of obviously adjust to and change. When you started to notice that for yourself, what were some of the things that you began to do either in your own development work internally or like behaviorally to start shifting that and changing how you go about, I guess, being around people? Yeah, so obviously working with BU, listening to podcasts, like I'm kind of a self-help junkie, I'm quite voracious with this mm. kind of stuff. So I listen to a lot of stuff, but um, really it was what you touched on before. I think one of the key points was t- taking responsibility. And then I think another really important step for me was to step out of self-judgment, to stop making it like, oh man, why am I like this? You know Mm. what I mean? Because that was one of the voices. Yes. It's like, why am I like this? Why can't I be this? Why can't I be that? So literally just recognizing that I was judging myself um, helped me to hear those little voices and literally just be like, yeah, okay, I I can see you, you're there, like that judgment part of me, but I don't really need it. And as I practiced that, um, it started to become easier and the voices started to become a little quieter. I think that's a highlight. Like the voices, I always talk about like these voices never necessarily leave the house. Mm. They're just not the loudest in the room anymore. Yeah. Right. And, and so we start to shift. I know for me, uh, something that I really worked on for myself was it's funny that you mentioned not being so self-judgmental. As myself, something that helped me connect with people more and enjoy social experiences more and not have that slump afterwards was I started focusing more on the people with me than on myself. Mm. So what I mean by that is so often I'd be caught up in 
what should I say right now? They're saying this, what's the right, like I was almost rehearsing everything and planning and trying to figure out different contingencies and then going, oh, am I talking too much? Am I talking yes. too little? Am I, you know what I mean? And uh, the more I lent into, I'm going to focus on being deeply and intensely curious about the people here and what they're sharing with me yes. and seek things that we have in common, knowing that connection is built on commonalities, yep. be that common interests, common experiences, common whatever. Yeah. The more I started to do that, the more I found I was getting out of my own head mm. and I was actually being present yeah. with people. Yeah, I think presence is super important. I like that you touched on that because, yeah, I found that connection also now, it has made me excited to go to social situations. Mm. And this is what I mean. I, I don't want to say I'm now extroverted either. I'm just kind of myself. <laughs> and, well, this is also the point you mentioned, the sliding scale. It's also having the self-awareness and the emotional intelligence to know yeah. what would benefit you in that certain time. So checking yes. with yourself. And I mean, I had the other day, I had a family member reach out and invite me over and I was like, checked in with myself. I went, actually, you know what? I've had a really big day. I'd like to just some alone time. I want to sit down and read a book tonight. Yeah. And I was okay with setting those boundaries. Yes. It, it's, this episode is not an obligation of going, hey, if you find your drain around people, the solution is always go and be around people and you'll yes. get better at it. Yes, right? yes, yes. It's to, to be self-aware enough to know if you're like, hey, I would really like to lean into that social event or to go there or to be around people more, but I'm being held back hmm. by my own fears and anxieties. Okay, cool. Well, this is what you can do about it. And even now I will say it's not like I go out and enjoy like massive, you know what I mean, gatherings of people. Mm. I still prefer more intimate settings, you know what I mean? A couple of people that I can get into deep conversation with and, yeah, that sort of stuff I do look forward to now. Um but, yeah, I realized there are a couple of other things that kind of triggered this change in me. Um, one thing from BU that was crazy impactful to me was the quote, um, you are what others think. Oh, is this that I am not? You're going to have to do it. I, I'm not what I think I am. I I'm am. not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Yes. Which is it. a huge brain fuck of a quote. But yes. it's basically saying so often our perspective of ourselves is based on us mind reading how we think others around us are thinking of us. Exactly. Which yeah. is so ambiguous. No wonder our brains have a field day with anxiety on it. <laughs> and that hit me so hard when I really started to sit with that quote for a while. I could see myself, if I'd go into a new situation, projecting my own stuff, what I thought about myself, onto others and then assuming that they thought that about me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really unnecessary. <laughs> It's a lot of steps to yeah. just come back to. Again, it's ownership and responsibility. And no wonder I'm so exhausted. Mm. If I'm running this, we'll call it a program. If I'm running this program constantly, and so that was one thing. But then I noticed as well what I did in response to that, I'll say my brain did it, um, was it then started to rehearse. So I would assume all these things. Okay, So these per these people probably think I'm this way because I'm like 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 I'm I've got my shoulders slumped down or you know what I mean or I didn't say the right thing in that situation so now they think this and it's like mm -hmm. there's all this unnecessary logic going on and then my brain will start rehearsing what's the perfect thing to say what's the perfect thing to do so I can win their connection and see how it's this game of almost trading yeah yeah like there's this thing happening where I'm I'm trading who I really am for connection with somebody when it's almost like this catch 22 trick where if you just put it all down which is equally well not equally it's scary mm. yeah. it's scary and i will admit that 
yeah, being authentic, truly authentic, it's, it's not like you just do it. Well, there's nowhere to hide yes. too, right? We're so used to being armored up. We take the armor off and reveal ourselves. It means if someone doesn't like us, yeah. they're rejecting the real us. you got to take that. Yep. Right? When it's, uh, so we go, well, I don't want that to happen, so I'll armor up. But the downside of that is we're cutting ourselves off from genuine connection yes with people actually seeing the real us and going yeah. i really appreciate you as a person and i think just realizing that and hopefully maybe our listeners mm. they are realizing this for themselves as well now you can choose yes and i feel like that is so powerful it's like i know i am ready to take some arrows from, from people yeah. some people are not going to like me i accept that yeah. but i will choose it because i will have deep connection with others yes yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's also recognizing the people that you want to start being more authentic and real with. So you mentioned, you know, this, I don't think this is a matter of you that all of a sudden start going into any social situation and revealing all of yourself. No, I think it's there, there are people in your life that, you know, like, and for you guys listening to this, there are people that you're like, yeah, I feel like I can be a little bit more authentic with them. So you're taking off parts of the armor. It's not that we go from fully armored up to running through a battlefield nude. Right. Yeah, and I'll be perfectly honest, as I went through this change, it's pretty much over the last six months that this has actually happened to me, um, that I've realized these things about myself and made a conscious effort to yeah, shift the way I am. And now it is quite embodied for me, but I've lost uh, one social circle from this mm. change because mm. I've realized that they're some of the people that I can't be authentic around because they're just, it's that proximity effect again. Yeah. The people that they are, and I'm not judging them, it's just they are very draining people to be authentic around because they're very, we'll say they shoot a lot of arrows yes. using that methodology from before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I'm okay with that. It's sad, but I also accept it because mm. this is the way I want to live my life now. I want to be authentic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So to summarize all this, and, and I mean, thank you for being thrown on the spot. As you mentioned <laughs> at the start, you came into the BU HQ today. And I was like, hey, I'm recording this episode on a question a listener sends, and I think you've got a lot of value to add to it. Mm. Come sit next to me and let's talk. Um, if you were to summarize for our listeners sort of your top couple of recommendations Ooh, for yeah. people who are like, hey, I feel drained by social situations. Yep. What would they be? Yeah. So the first thing, again, is self-judgment. And I think what you touched on is super important. Just, re just kind of take stock. Slow down a little bit. That's probably the first step. Just slow down. And listen to your internal dialogue and just ask yourself, man, am I, am I judging myself? Mm. Yeah. And in some cases, like there is that scale of extroversion and introversion. I'm not denying that. Mm. Some cases, yeah, you're just, you're not going to want social situations and that's your true authentic self. You know what I mean? But in my case, I noticed that I wasn't being my true authentic self. Yeah, I could, I could hear the voices of self-judgment and then I could hear all of those programs that I talked about that I was running inside my head projection onto others and then like a reaction of my own projections that led to this exhaustion yeah and so I would just say really the two things slow down and just start becoming aware of your internal thoughts when you're in those situations and yeah take responsibility that's super important as well because yeah it's not the situation it's oftentimes what's going on in your head yeah I love that man yeah. I love it um, beautiful. Well, thank you again for jumping on, man. I appreciate it. Now, Pleasure. Uh, importantly, go get back to work. So. <laughs> thank you, everybody. And just like that, we've reached another, uh, the end of another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. I was very grateful to be joined by my co-host of The Working Well Show, Mr. Josh Devon. If you loved hearing from Josh, make sure you go follow that show as well. You'll be able to hear both of us talk about all things leadership, workplace culture, um, making workplaces a really thriving and happy place to be. If you want to connect with Josh more, obviously podcast, great place to do it. 
Uh, you'll also see him on our events and on our socials. You can reach out to him on social media or you can send him love letters, Valentine's Day gifts, um, teddy bears, chocolates, whatever you want to send straight to PUHQ if you can figure out where we live. Um, other than that, though, make sure, as usual, that you like the show, review the show, share it with someone that you think would benefit from hearing this. If you've got other people who you feel in your friendship circle are getting caught out by this identity of social introversion, send it through to them, make an impact in someone else's life too. And as always, of course, make sure you build your self-awareness over your own happiness by completing your happiness scorecard. So that's our evidence-based seven-minute test that will tell you exactly how happy you are, why you're that happy, and what you can do to begin growing your happiness. And click the link in the show notes or go to happinessscorecard.com.au. And to really build upon it, if you've already done that test, because we've been talking about the happiness scorecard all season so far. If you've already done it and you're looking for the next step forward in your happiness journey to really develop your skill sets and really grow your happiness, every single month we run a free online masterclass called Hacking Happiness, where you come in, you learn three tools and techniques designed to help you build your happiness and well-being, and you get to have a chance to sit down with us. We cap it at 20 people, so it's nice and intimate. Mr. Josh, who you just heard from, is always on there as well, so you'll be able to connect with both of us. And then from there, learn these skills and improve your happiness. As I said, it's free. It's monthly. Head to the link in the bio or go to bucoaching.org, which is our website. You'll be able to find out more about hacking happiness on there. Until the next time we talk, you know what we do. Make an impact. Start with self and be you.